And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. You know, I love these Fridays where we get a surprise visit from Vic in Denver. Well, Vic in La Vista. Eh? Yeah, Vic in La Vista. We invite you out to the Hurtat Sports Bar and Grill here till 6. Friday forecast coming up with Clausburn as uh, we will dive into the weekend slate of games with uh, Claus's take and unique perspective. Harbaugh suspended. And we can go dot, 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 that is pending what is uh, game on tomorrow, Nebraska and Maryland. So we'll take your predictions now in the stream. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel can also carry those over to tomorrow morning. And we'll read some of those off, 489-1240. But kind of pick up on a question you had, Elijah, with Dolman and uh, Loxley circled it it is explosive plays v turnovers and you know i wonder if there is a bit of a correction tomorrow on a few different fronts with nebraska once your guys's take on this but a um nebraska had some success against michigan state where they ripped off some some explosive runs not 20 not 30 not 40 but you had a 16 yard run and the 12 yard run and Nebraska even went on third and long with some shotgun run. Mm-hmm. Um, can can Nebraska just settle in and and say, okay, stop us running the football, Maryland, and you know stick with that for a while? I'm not saying don't pass. I'm not saying tribute the '85 Sooners and not throw a pass. Uh, but but get your 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 stud dudes that are young pups and. With, with track excellence downfield and make them throw a flag or give them a chance to go in some, some 50-50 balls. Nebraska's offense can be explosive. That's how they they went 3-0. and They just had just enough. Uh, defensively, I think uh, Nebraska will be out for blood and they'll play fast and confident. And the tackling's been really incredible. Now, um, Nebraska's going to have to be as good as they've ever been uh, when it comes to uh, tackling and space tomorrow. But um, Nebraska will be better with the turnovers, but they've, they've got to force at least two. They've got to at least yep. force two, Elijah, and they've got to find a way to make it three and not seven. Maryland may hit a home run or two and get a couple of touchdowns on big plays, but the rest of the time it needs to be stalled and they need to be pressured. Well, and, and here's the thing to me. Whenever I look at this Maryland team, I think the number you'd like to hold them under in terms of explosive plays, when I'm talking explosive plays, I am talking plays of 30 or longer. I think you need to keep them under one a quarter. So I'll go four. That's a a reasonable number with how this defense has been playing. One a quarter? Keep them under four. One explosive play. And and some people define explosive plays as plays of 20-plus yards. I'm going to define it as 30-plus. So I'm just going to lay that out right now. I think if you can hold Maryland to fewer than five, so four or fewer plays of greater than 30 yards – I think you're in a great spot. Now what is uh, is a little concerning about that is if you do go four times, Maryland gets a score from 50 yards out or 60 yards out. Now Maryland's got 28 points on the board, and it becomes a lot worse. But I'm going to assume that not all of those explosive plays are going to be touchdowns. So if you can do that, I think this offense, with what we've seen, deep shots to Malachi, deep shots to J- Jalen Lloyd, um, occasional run plays that they bust one off, it's a Tynerk or it's Emmett Johnson – I think Nebraska can reach four explosive plays with their offense. And if you can match that number, I think, and I say this with concern, 
I think you can lose the turnover battle and still have a shot to go win this football game based on how well your defense has played. And I'm not saying go lose the turnover battle 4-1. to one. I'm saying lose it 3-2 to two or 4-3 to three or something like that. There's going to be turnovers in this game. I think there's going to be turnovers from both teams. I think you have to keep that number close. I think you have to keep the explosive play number somewhat close. And you can lose both of those. And if it's close, you still give your, shot, your team a shot. But you really need to go win one of those. And that's where my concern in this game lies is those are two things that I think Maryland does marginally better than Nebraska. Explosive plays and keeping the ball away from the other team. So, with those things in mind, that becomes why I lean Maryland and we'll get to my prediction here. It's going to be a close football game, but you got to at least be even or better in one of those two categories, or if not, pretty damn close. Jump in here in a sec, Connor, against one of the better defenses in the country, Maryland, to your point about that, that key number of four. From an explosive standpoint, Maryland had a 30-yard pop, a 20, a 28, and a 20. That was it. They had four explosive plays against Penn State. And with my definition of 30 yards, that's only one. Right. Uh, I I counted as 20 yards in the passing game, but to your point, they didn't have any touchdowns. Those big plays did not result in touchdowns. So probably the the best defense uh, Maryland has seen this year has been Penn State, also Ohio State, when we look at the box score and the explosives. Uh, Rushing-wise, you had a 17-yard and a 10-yard gain and just two plays of over 25 yards in the passing game. So, again, that number of four, pretty important. How do you see this shaking out, Connor? I think I like Nebraska to win the turnover battle more than I like them winning the big play battle because... Time of possession, too, is... I mean, can Nebraska make that a thing again? Well, I understand that Nebraska was able to break some off, and there were some nice, you know, kind of midi post routes to Fedoni and whatnot throughout that Michigan State game, and those were those were good, and there were some pretty timely throws, honestly, by by Heinrich. I thought he fit some some balls into some nice nice tight windows, but like on the explosive play, I believe it was Alex Bull. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean. That's a deep shot, right? Something that Matt Rule's been dialing up here the past couple of weeks, and it's worked. And then you go into Michigan State and you do that, and it's there, and the throw is nowhere close. So I don't know if that hinders the trust at all. I don't want to say it does, but I like Maryland to have more explosive plays because that's just Maryland's brand of football. I mean, they like to play fast, especially offensively. But I do like this Nebraska defense to cause a little bit of havoc as well. I agree with what you said earlier, Schmitty. I think they're going to be playing pretty ticked off this week because of how they thought they played last week. I mean, they still gave Nebraska a more than good chance to win that game down the stretch especially. But, um, I, yeah, I, th- I think they come into this game with a purpose on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the secondary needs to make plays, obviously. I mean, that's something that they almost did against Michigan State, but they need to build on making plays in that secondary. And uh, it- it'll be interesting to see – how that ends up, you know, sorting out here defensively for Nebraska. I, I think a couple of interceptions is going to go a long way in this game if they can get it. Stoney Hill have a bounce back. Mm. He almost had a pick six that opening drive against Michigan State. He's coming off a really good couple of games in a row, and then he had a little over aggressive. I don't think it's a confidence issue with him, but does he just kind of get on his screws, so to speak, and and rebound that way? Um, you look at it. At, at uh, Quentin Newsom and and how well he's played, and he had really good coverage where they called that touchdown good uh, for Michigan State. So 
I like Nebraska's corners. Uh, I'm looking for Gift to have a bounce back. I'm also looking on the offensive line for, for Nuri to, to come back, and he came back and for his teammates and, and rushed back from, from injury at that right guard spot. Uh, both the guards had a tough day last Saturday, and I, and, and I think they, uh, they'll try and rebound. I, I really like Nebraska's matchup if they'll stick with it and get some early success running at Maryland. And, and Brian chimes in here on the stream. He says, Big Red just needs to limit the turnovers and play like there is tomorrow. Let's go. And the one thing I'll say there is saying they just need to limit the turnovers is – saying like shit <laughs> needs to grow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a loaded it's, statement. It's, I think they probably tried to limit the turnovers against Illinois to no avail. I think they probably tried to limit the turnovers to Northwestern to no avail. I think they probably tried to limit the turnovers against Purdue to no avail. They probably tried to do it against Michigan State to no avail. At this point, you are what you are, and you need your defense to step up and get that number to even in. The X factor there that you might not find in the stats is, can Nebraska set up the offense on a short field? Can the defense get a score defensively? We've seen the special teams touchdown. We still haven't seen a defensive touchdown this year for Nebraska. Can somebody step up and make a play and generate some offense in that way? It doesn't have to be a touchdown, but can you set up Nebraska's offense inside the red zone? Can you make a, a back-breaking play that inside Memorial Stadium with the fans involved shifts the momentum of this game and gives Nebraska the leg up in that way? Can this defense make a big play in an X-factor kind of way that might not show up on the stat sheet but can swing this momentum towards Nebraska? Nebraska's going to need something like that tomorrow because as it currently stands, I don't like their odds to win the explosive I don't like play the battle matchup. or the turnover battle. So what can you do from an X-factor point of view that can get the crowd into it, that can set up the offense with a short field and can do something that might not that might not show up in the box score at the end of the game, but is going to show up in a way that can swing the game. Well, and quite honestly, Northwestern and, and Michigan State both, I think, had looks or game plans or just flat-out personnel that Nebraska either didn't prepare for or didn't stalemate. They, they got beat too many times uh, in, in some instances on offense, and you saw Harburg in both those games, Northwestern and Michigan State, get off to some slow starts. And it, it, he just looked hesitant, right, with with what he was seeing, and really not, uh, really never got a clear view or look uh, with what he was seeing and wanted to do on offense, and really not a not a quick, audible change. I mean, he had to change out of what that what was called quite a few times in both of those games for for an audible. And uh, you know, you get him into a different play, you get into the right play, but what do you get out of that play once you change it? And uh, we'll see if Nebraska can uh, can be, I don't want to say more prepared, but, but better to go to a plan B and have a better plan B execution-wise. So Nebraska-Maryland tomorrow, uh, it is going to be uh, imperative. And I love what our old boy Vers said, full throat, full beer, and uh, get it cranked up tomorrow morning. Uh, as uh, we'll be down. At, yes, we'll be there at the single barrel seven to nine for the weekend edition ahead of kickoff. And real, real red reaction follows. I'll be at the single barrel with the the live post game show, and Elijah and Connor also joining me along with uh, Tim Bob. So, uh, we'll see if Nebraska can get to six. We'll have our uh, predictions here with the Friday forecast here in a moment. And one thing that the single barrel does have for you folks out there going to the game tomorrow: a wall of whiskey. Whiskey with a side of whiskey. Mm. And I'm saying that's that's the way you get with fired dessert, up for an 11 a.m. kick. Yeah. <laughs> a dessert of whiskey. It's the trifecta. See, I said earlier this the week, appetizer. the dessert is the vodka Red Bull before you go into the stadium. <laughs> but if you make it another whiskey, I mean, 
I'm not going to judge you. No, there, there's no judgment. I mean, you got we're, cookie dough whiskey. You got we are not going to pull a whiskey. we're not going to pull a Big Ten and rush to judge you here. That's a, that was a good pull right there. Way to bring that full circle. I, I mean, I'm just saying it is uh, it is uh, either you're you're saying free Harbaugh or or fillet Harbaugh uh, with where you're at in this uh, college football landscape, specifically in the Big Ten. Lock him up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, and speaking of locking up, uh, you do have Michigan. They have hired uh, the Williams Collins law firm from D.C. Those are Bill and Hillary's lawyers. Oh, so watch out for the murder then, huh? Ouch. <laughs> He's kidding. Lawsuit potential. Clinton family, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, he has Clinton lawyers. Michigan and Harbaugh have Clinton lawyers. Uh, the forecast on the way. Claus will chime in next to Tail Varsity.